my name is Michelle Steiner, and I'm a disability writer and paraeducator. Can you tell me a little bit about your learning disability journey? Sure, I'd be glad to tell you that. I was diagnosed whenever I was in kindergarten. I was uh, really struggling in my classes, uh, socially and academically, but academically it really stood out. I was having trouble with counting and tying my shoes and uh, visual perception was another big thing. So my parent, uh, my teacher recommended that I get tested for having a learning disability. And sure enough, after the school psychologist did their testing, uh, they found out I had a learning disability. And at that point, they didn't call it dyscalculia or limited hand dex, things with limited hand dexterity. It was just more of an umbrella term that you have a learning disability. And I can remember that they knew one thing at that time, I was not going to be a mathematician. That was pretty clear from, from the start. But it was really one of those things where I, even from the beginning, a lot of people did try to limit what I could do. And it wasn't always this picture of someone who was going to be successful. I had to repeat kindergarten the following year in a new school. And I began to receive specialty instruction and also accommodations. I spent a lot of that time really frustrated because I wanted to learn just like my peers did. And I wondered, well, why can't I do that? And my parents explained I had a learning disability and I, I learned differently. And eventually I was able to be in more uh, regular ed classes uh, for reading, science and social studies. And school just got a lot easier for me as I went through, uh, I went through the grades. I was in all regular ed classes except for math. And socially, it got a lot harder, though. I struggled with being a, a young child. Someone didn't want to be your friend or they didn't like you or didn't invite you to your birthday party. And then when you became whenever I got older, the bullying increased and a lot of the peer groups became more defined that I just didn't feel like I fit into any of them. So that really was difficult for me. But. Uh, academically, it got a lot easier. And then we were starting to think, oh, well, what are you going to do outside of school? And I, I knew that I wanted to go to college. I was a little hesitant, though, because I knew that I was doing well with all the learning support uh, programs that I was with. And I also knew the math that <laughs> that was going to be a real challenge for me. And, and I wasn't alone in this. I had some other people that, you know, they, they thought that uh, I couldn't do this. And they even told me, well, you know, with your math skills, you you can't go to college. And I even had a learning support teacher who told me that. Oh, geez. Yeah. And uh, one of the other things, though, but I was determined. I didn't want to go to the vocational training school like they wanted me to go to. I knew I wanted to go to I knew I wanted to go to college. And I met with an agency called Office for Vocational Rehabilitation. And they said, well, you know, we can definitely, uh, college is an option for you. We can get you to go to a community college for the first couple of years. Uh, a lot of times that's what universities look at. And I also had a really encouraging uh, student teacher that said, you know, you can do college with having a disability. And I thought, okay, we're, we're going to try this. I was able to graduate uh, from high school. And that summer, I had to get tested for having a learning disability again. And that was really difficult for me uh, because I'm not a great test taker to begin with. 
And the psychiatrist, because my scores were so low, said that um, I was most likely not going to go beyond a community college. And that was really hard to hear because I thought, well, maybe I would like to get my bachelor's degree. And I can remember I went to community college that fall and there was such a stigma with disability accommodations. A lot of people thought they weren't fair uh, to other people and that they were giving me an unfair advantage. I can also remember I had a professor that told me I'd have limited job choices. So I didn't use those services and that was a big mistake. My grades dropped dramatically and everybody was telling me, oh, you just need to try harder. And I was doing the best I could without the accommodations. And thankfully I had a professor that said, I was in her class and I was really struggling. And she was like, why don't we at least get you extended test time? And once I did that, I was able to pass her class. I didn't do well in it. <laughs> and I was able to do some other classes as well. And I was able to graduate uh, with an associate's degree in early childhood education. I was able to move out on my own, which was big for me because I need to live in a central location. I'm not able to drive due to the visual perception. And I worked in some childcare centers as it, uh, they were all temporary jobs, uh, things like that. And I, I wanted more for myself. I loved having that independence, but I always thought I wanted, I'd love to see if I could go back to school. That was always a thing in my head. And due to financial reasons, I had to move back in with my parents. And at that time, my job my job downsized. And I thought, well, this is really the time to go back to school. This is just that opportunity that I need to do uh, to be able to make that uh, happen. So I uh, had that opportunity and I found the right program. I really researched it. I found a program that had the least amount of math and science possible. <laughs> and... I, uh, it had a program that interested me and I was able to, I did so well with all the disability accommodations. I, I had extended test time. I had a note taker, but most importantly, I advocated for myself when I needed it. And that made all the difference. I was able to graduate, uh, with a bachelor's degree, despite being told I couldn't do it. Uh, after graduation, it took a while to find a job that was the right fit for me. I can remember <laughs> some of the places that claimed that they were disability friendly really weren't or they didn't understand having a learning disability. And I have been with my current employer uh, for about uh, 12 years now, and I work as a paraprofessional with students. And it's so rewarding to be able to give back to them and to work with them and show them how to advocate and help them with their assignments and I also started writing about having a learning disability because writing has always been really healing for me. Yeah. And I can remember I had a friend in one of my writing groups uh, years ago that told me, you know, you really should write about having a learning disability. And I thought, oh, no, that's a little too personal. But when I finally started writing about it, it was one of the most healing things I ever did. In fact, I can still remember uh, getting my first article published on The Mighty about my struggle with limited hand dexterity. <laughs> Uh, with opening up locks. And just that encouraged me to write more articles. And I started my own blog a few years ago, where I not only um, I have a website where I have my blog where I talk about life with a learning disability. And I also feature my photography on my locks. 
And I also have on there a little store where people can buy prints and they can buy uh, different items. And I even started a forum for people with disabilities to be able to uh, be able to talk and to be able to connect with each other. How did it feel to succeed despite all these challenges? It felt very victorious to be able to do that. Um, it was like coming full circle because uh, for so many years I thought I can't do this. And I was very discouraged and I was very negative. And once I started to be able to find ways to do things and connecting with other people, it really brought more of a positivity uh, into the situation. So I could relate a lot to your uh, your experience. I was uh, I had a learning disability in school as well, and but it was in the mid '90s, so my learning disability was learning disability. So right. they didn't even tell me what it was specifically to get help and all that. But I always wanted to prove that I can do th- something. I get to do this now. Uh, how is it to be? you know, uh, a role model for people who don't think they can do it. I always find that to be the most satisfying is when I get that chance to go in and work with somebody and I take them from that scared student to somebody that knows how to do things. Uh, For example, last year we had a student that really needed help in one of the classes and she was too afraid to go up and ask for it. And I had that opportunity to tell her, okay, well, here's how we advocate for ourselves. But I'm afraid to do it. I said, well, I'll go with you. You can go ask your teacher for help if you don't understand something. And our staff is wonderful for coming in during a study hall and explaining it for their students that are on their caseload when they have a plan period or they have some free time during the day. And the girl was able to go up and tell what her issue was that she was having in class, that teacher was able to help her and she had those skills on how to ask for things rather than being afraid and not doing well in the class or having her mom come up and do that and you know not really showing her how to to be able to advocate uh another great example is i oftentimes in the beginning of the year i'll help students organize their backpacks we have uh, papers that are going everywhere we have folders and I will go through their papers. I don't throw anything out without their permission, of course, but I will go through the papers and we we label folders. Uh, we give them new folders if that's a need that they have. And by the time spring came around, there was one girl that she was asking me, how do you spell extra? And she wanted to put extra papers and she was putting her own papers in her folders. And I just love when I get to show, I take someone that's afraid and doesn't think they can do it. And we just go through the process and the journey together. How does writing help your mental health? I think writing helps my mental health because it gives me a voice. A lot of times um, people will try this, have tried to say, well, you may not want to say that. Or, and there are times where there might be things I may not say uh, out loud, but that comes in my journal and that gives me a voice. And when I'm able to talk about life with a learning disability, that also gives me um, a chance to share my experience with that. And, and everyone's going to experience it differently. But a lot of times people can relate to uh, some of my uh, experiences. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of the things you were saying 
I remember. And one of the big things for me was it felt like I was different. So I didn't one year in high school that I uh, I decided just to do the regular ed classes, but I was not ready and prepared. So just being honest with yourself and not thinking that, you know, it's end of the world makes the world a difference. Right, exactly. It's learning how to uh, solve problems and to make uh, wise choices, because a lot of times uh, if you go into a regular ed class, I mean, that that was one of the hardest things about college. Yeah. They don't have a, um, learning support. So it was a fear that I had and I had to learn. But some of those experiences of being a regular ed in high school with supports helped. And it's just a wise choice. I can remember when they put me, but if you put me in regular at math, uh, it's not going to work out. It's never been a great experience with that. They they tried that once and I was back in learning support math. And uh, that was a cornerstone of a lot of our problems. Whenever um, I arrived to college, I would go into college level math courses and it just did not work out always very well, but I had a lot of uh, help and that made a difference in accommodations too. What are some of the things that motivate you? I think what motivates me is being able to connect with other people and help them. I just think that that just, if I can just help one person be able to understand, that just makes my day. Yeah, with that, what advice would you give kids who do have a learning disability? The advice that I would give them is to number one, advocate for themselves. That's really important to know what their disability is. I think sometimes when when people don't share that information, it, it can lead the child to think, well, what is wrong with me? And why can't I do this? And I must be stupid like my peers are telling me. And sometimes when you have that uh, knowledge, okay, I have a disability, eventually it starts to sink in, maybe not initially, but that, that helps. And also learning what you can do is also really important too. If you're in a situation uh, where you're, you're struggling, it's knowing how to get those resources and that help to be able to get you out of that is really important too. And I think just having that awareness and uh, just have of what to do and what your disability is, is so important.